Greeting. Welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti Kim. First of all, I like to pay respect to the Triple Gems. I like to pay respect to the Buddha. I like to pay respect to the Dharma. And I like to pay respect to the Sangha. Today, the topic is, as always, around the mind, around the mental activities that drives our life every day. So today, I'd like to talk about the mind that we have, human mind and animal mind. Okay, to see what the differences are and what is the good side and the not good side of the between the two. As we know, for us human, our minds, we have thinking mind or intellectual mind and we have emotional mind the mind that has all this reaction the the emotion that come out from the reaction and creates a feeling uh, being happy or angry or sad or whatnot that's our emotional mind. So, those, the two minds, as I have gone over in previous episodes, the two minds, the intellectual mind, and the, you know, which is the thinking mind, and also the, about the emotional mind that is also a result of a certain kind of thinking mind that we have. Right? So, when you look at animals, animals have mind also, as we know it. From big to small, all kinds, they all have their mind because they have their senses also. You know, some animals have five senses just like us. You know, they have the eye, they have the ear, nose, uh, you know, the tongue, the taste food, and the sensation. A lot of animals are that. And of course, it, you know, go down to some animal that has only four senses or three senses, you know, animal that have no, no eyes. And so they rely on the, just on the, the hearing, and animal or or creatures that have no eyes, and no ears. So they only. Uh, depends on the vibration. On you know the of the surrounding, but. That. All of that. 
as long as a creature has one of the five senses, they have a mind, right? Because the mind is, after all, our minds comes to be by our five senses that uh, interact with the world and bring the information to our sixth sense, which is the central uh, commander. So it's the same way for animals and birds and and you know, marine life, insect or whatnot, you know, earthworm, mosquitoes, uh, even even uh, small virus and bacteria that uh, now these days we are fighting against the COVID-19 and all that, all those, you know, they are all living creatures and they all have possess some kind, they have all kind, some kind of sense, you know, whether just a physical sense, for example, uh, a virus or a bacteria, you know, they have that, they have a physical sense. So they do have this, the, the mind, but the mind is so, is, is, the mind is, it's different from us because they don't have all this, the five senses that we have. But still, the mind is the mind and it's, it's there. So let's talk about the mind of, uh, of, uh, of the animals that, that uh, we know. Especially uh, like the, the dogs or elephants, or monkeys, horse, you know, cows, buffaloes, and, you know, the, the, the four-legged creatures. So, like the dog, if, if you are a dog owner or not, but if you pay attention to the dog, okay, you you will notice something, okay? I know there are people who don't like dogs. There are people who hate dogs. But let me just, let, let's just put that opinion, put your thing on the side and just analyze what it is. When, if you look at the dog, Let's say if you were to go to a dog, uh, to a pet store, and you know, look at the little puppy, okay? Look into their eyes, and for the little puppies, when they look at you, they have no opinions, okay? Human have opinions on, about everything and that's why we judge a lot but for animals they don't have opinion 
Okay. When you look into their eyes, they just look at you as it is. They don't see you animal, including dogs. When they look at you, they don't see you as an American or as an Asian, a European, a Chinese, a, a Russian, or whoever. They don't look at you as some kind of anything with any opinion. They look at you as you. Right? They don't look at you as, oh, you're white or you're black or you have a brown skin or red skin, wrinkled skin, smooth skin, beautiful skin or what. They don't have any opinions like that. Only people do. Only humans do. They see you they see you through all of that. All of that have no effect on them. Your appearance doesn't matter whether you are naked or you have clothes on. Doesn't matter whether you have makeup on, you wear a hat or no hat or whatnot. They couldn't care less. Okay? You can walk naked in front of them. They couldn't care less. Because when they look at you, they don't look at the outside appearance. When they look at you, they look into your eyes. Okay? And they just see you as you are. You see, you see the difference mind between animal minds and human mind. Human look at things with opinions, and we have opinions. And of course, opinions is opinions. It's bias. It depends on our own experience. It depends on our own memories, right? So, and because of that, when when we develop our opinion. And if we cling to our opinion as right opinion, and that's why we have a lot of time run into problem when your opinion and other people's opinions don't match, don't agree with each other. But for animals, they don't have opinion. Most, 99%. Certain things that they do have on, let's say, food. They know what is good, what tastes good, and what's not. If you put two bowls of food, right, for for a dog or, or your cat, or you, you give some kind of feeds to your cattle, to your you know, horse or whatnot, they know what is green, nice green grass, or, you know, the horse know, the chicken know, they know what is good food that they like to eat and whatnot. They know that. But is that an opinion? Not really. 
that is just an instinct that they know. The same thing with your dogs and your cats. You put a you put a piece of uh, a beef, meat, for the dog, and the other side you put a a bowl of uh, let's say boiled vegetable. Of course, they're gonna the dog will go for the beef before they go to the vegetable. They know it's the instinct, but that's not an opinion. Right, so when an animal, when a dog look at you, and he he just or she just start wagging her tail, he or she just love you the way you are. You see, that's why a lot of people love dogs, and they don't really know the reason why. You know a lot. The people who don't understand that part, they only look at. I know there are a lot of people that abuse animals. You know, at first they they think that they like dogs, they would go get a dog, but they actually don't like dog, but they like the appearance. Let's say a dog has a certain shape that they like, so they say, oh. Or they want some kind of companion, so they like to look, but they never bother pay attention and look into the dog's eyes, what the dog say. So that's why the dog and the animal becomes uh, abused, becomes neglected, because humans are so caught up in their own world, they don't bother spending time looking at the dog's eyes, or any animal's eyes. If they look into the eyes, they can see, they can sense the difference. They can sense the message, or something different, something else. Because the dog, especially the dog, a dog is very, as we all heard, is very loyal to the owner. No matter how abusive the owner is, a dog loves their owner. It's one of those things, a unique quality that a dog has. Whether the owner rich or poor, they couldn't care less. Once they decide, especially when you, when when the, the the dog was raised by the person when they when the when uh, the dog was a little puppy they have that bond that connection with the owner with the first person forever because I've seen you know especially you when you drive around every now and then you see homeless people sitting out there with his or her dog okay see so if you were to you know if you were to to uh, to take that dog away from 
from his or her owner, the dog wouldn't come with you. To, with you. See, the dog would still stay with the owner. Okay, that's how loyal a dog is. A dog does not choose. Oh, I got. I I want to go live with a richer family or anything like that. It they just follow the first person that they fell in love with, and they stay with the person. They they that's that's loyalty that you cannot find from anyone from anything. Okay. That loyalty is not found in any or uh, in any in in any I would say human being is hard to find because human change of course as we all know they change very fast so this is a unique quality of a dog and I would probably say it's probably you know in other animals as well that we're not aware of you know could be in uh, in your either your cow you know your even uh, i you know i can go on say even in a, in a lion or a tiger that you let's say if you raise them since puppy since their puppyhood they they would they still they will remember you and love you for the rest of their lives okay so that is what is the difference between you know between human mind and and animal minds animals have that purity in them they have no biased opinion they have you know no thinking about who you are. They just have that honest, uh, the honest uh, feeling about you. Okay, and that goes with any animal. You know, if you raise bird, you know, if you raise whatever you know you will know because they do have that special unique qualities in them so yeah you look at the dog they look at you they just wag their tail they're just happy to see you you know i mean that is your own dog I mean, dog. They have their other nature, you know. Dog. They don't like that each other for because of their instinct of uh, you know natural defensive mechanism in them. But when it comes to the owner, there's no bias opinion. There's no opinion. They just know, and they just love you, and that's it. See, the, so,
for us, we can learn a lot from animals in that perspective, right? And a lot of a lot of people look down at animal, and you know, say, "Oh, animals, they know nothing; they are stupid," right? That's that is because they never bother to understand animals because they are too busy and they are lost in their own thinking, which is which what bring them issue in the daily lives without knowing. That's why one of the Buddha's teaching is about mindfulness, about what we think. Mindfulness is to understand our own biased opinions. Okay, that animals don't have. We have opinions and we have the thinking mind and that what as you know bring us emotion, bring us feeling which a lot of people say I have feelings, you know yes, and that is a problem right there Okay, that's why the Buddha thought about this feeling, about this emotion, to observe, to be mindful of our own feeling, of our own thought. So, being mindful or mindfulness, what does it mean? It means that we need to understand our own mind. What is it doing? Okay? Because we have to become aware that our own mind, we have to become aware that all mind, that our own mind has all kinds of reaction and opinions and feelings that we cling on to. Okay? So being mindful, meaning being alert of our mind activities to see what comes up in in our mind at any moment. Not just when you go to meditate, Meditation is just a form, it's just a training to get the, to you to get into a habit of following your own mind. That's what meditation is all about. Meditation is a training, it's not an ultimate goal, okay? It's a training that you train your mind to observe itself. Okay? 
train the mind to observe itself or what it's doing. Because everything starts from the mind. Because when the mind starts out with some kind of reaction, okay, some kind of intention. As we during our waking moment, our mind in works according to what our five senses perceive, right? Our five senses perceive all kinds of information that goes on and it trick it it works as triggers to the sixth sense. The sixth sense is uh, is the king who would that react. So being alert of the reaction is what being mindfulness is all about. Being alert to the mind reaction. When the mind reacts to something, whether it is beautiful, good, or not beautiful, not good, we have to become alert right away to understand, oh, the mind is reacting this way or that way. See, that's how you become mindful. You become alert of your own mind or what the mind is doing. Because if we're not alert or what the mind reaction is and as you know the mind works very very quickly very fast then the mind the king the sixth sense will create emotion okay when the mind or the sixth sense create the emotion and generate the feeling you are you once the feeling arise you are already a little bit too late because you cannot you did not catch it on time and when that feeling gets strong the next thing come out is whether some kind of speech some kind of language some kind of words or some kind of action that you use your hand or you use your feet to do things. It's because everything starts from the inside first, from the from the sixth sense or the central mind. Okay? So as you follow that, you see that every movement, every speech that you make comes from this. The source inside you the sixth sense okay inside you generate all of that and that's why if you want to become mindful that's where you start observe your own mind what is it that the mind is doing 
Okay. What kind of activity that the mind is generating? And is it something wholesome or unwholesome? Is it generating heat? Is it generating anger and hatred, uh, jealousy, or is it creating loving kindness or generosity? Okay, or joy or happiness. What is it that the mind is generating? And that is one of the things that also that the Buddha thought that once if you decide to observe the mind, then there's a lesson that the Buddha left for us that, okay, if you want to know more about your mind, let me tell you. The mind, the way the mind reacts, the way the sixth sense reacts, and as we all know, we, we react negatively and positively, right? Another word, we react with wholesome and unwholesome thought. Okay? Negative or positive? Wholesome or unwholesome? So the Buddha thought about, thought about wholesome and unwholesome mind. And what are those wholesome minds? And what are the unwholesome minds? Okay? And that's why, and that's how the Buddha broke it down. That our minds, they're in total, yes, in total, every human being, we all have 89 minds. And that's it. All the creatures in the whole world, I mean, all human in the whole world has 89 minds. There are different kinds of reaction. Unbelievable, huh? And we thought that we have endless whatever, but it comes down to there are 89 minds. Okay? And some, there, there's also uh, another interpretation the 89 can also be, say, there's also 121 minds that we have. It depends on how detailed we want to look at it. And it's all in the books. Are 89 minds. And all those 89 minds, or 121 minds, which is comprised of wholesome and unwholesome minds, they have their ingredients. What create those minds? Okay? What create those minds? And the ingredients are called the uh, faculties, which is called the mind faculties that I have also gone over in previous episodes. The mind faculties that we have, uh, there are 52 mind faculties. You see? And that's what the Buddha broke down to. It's incredible. So, out of the 52 mind faculties, 
the Buddha divide them into three groups. <clears throat> so there's this group, there's a group that is sort of like you can call a common universal group mind faculties which exist in all the mind's activities that we have. Okay, whether wholesome or unwholesome or, or in equanimous mind, that there's a group that exists in all the mind faculties. And the second group is a group of unwholesome mind faculties, which we all know, well, most of us know, um, aware of, like such as hang, anger, greed, hatred, um, you know, lazy, bored, um, jealousy. Okay, all those mind is is in the unwholesome group, and or and the final group is the wholesome group, which is the sila group. The, the group that is that had that possess generosity uh, love empathy kindness equanimity and all that see if you are interested in in that lesson you can look into mind faculties and those are described and taught in the Abhidhamma book. Okay, not in the Sutra. They are described, they are taught in the Abhidhamma book. So, yeah, I don't want to go too deep because some people, you know, uh, for whatever reason, they choose to or not to, it's it's up to you. But I just thought of you know, at least let you all know what's available in the teaching. So that's what it is. Being mindful is that. Being mindful is to understand our own mind. And as we know Nobody wants to be unhappy, right? Nobody wants to be sad or or upset or anything. Okay? But the thing is, you sit there and you you live with your family. You associate with your friends. You associate with your community, with your co-workers, with your sibling, with whoever. You are a human. They are a human. And humans have opinions. We have our own opinions. We have, uh, we have thinking mind. 
right? Not like animals. We have this thinking mind. Animals don't. They only, they only know that when they're hungry, they need to eat. Okay? Once they are full, they are happy. And that's it. It's very simple. For human, when we are hungry, when we are starving, yes, we are just like animals, we need something to eat, right? We are looking for food to eat. But when our stomach is full, we have a thousand problems. That's the difference between us and animals. For animals, when they're full, they're good. That's it. They're happy. And they just enjoy themselves or they just go to sleep. For human, no, 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 no. When we are full, we have many problems. Because we have thinking mind. We have opinions. We have desire. See, we want this better, we want that better. It's not that desire is bad. Desire is desire. We want something good, we want something comfortable. That is fine. Okay? But opinions and, you know, uh, thinking about this, about that, and that, that's what get people into a lot of trouble, into, into all kinds of uh, uh, social issue, right? So you cannot stop people from talking, and people being people, especially for most people who are going through their lives not being mindful with what they say or what they do. And most of us are like that. They're not being mindful with what they say or what they do. People think that they know, but actual in actuality, people talk, people do things according to what they think, right? According to their emotion. And that's why the Buddha called that we are ignorant of our own mind. The word ignorant is, does not mean stupid in this sense. The word ignorance that the Buddhas use in Pali is called moha. The word ignorance in this sense means we do not know what our mind is doing. So we do things and we say things 
without being mindful of the mind activity. And because of that, when ignorant minds talk to ignorant minds, their problem problems is a guarantee. It's just a matter of time. The time when the ignorant minds agree with another ignorant mind, so things going good. But ignorant minds and ignorant minds don't always go along all the time. They always, there are always time that they clash, and their problem. See, that's why the Buddha said, "Hey, watch your mind." We know that we don't feel good when we are upset, when we are mad, when we are angry, when we are depressed, when we have anxiety. Those are not the good thing. Those are the thing that we don't like, right? We don't have. We don't like to have those kind of feelings with inside us when we're mad. <clears throat> we don't like that. Yet it keeps coming up from conversation that we have, whether with a spouse. <coughs> Excuse me. With our brother, sister, or boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatnot, conversation leads to either agreement or leads to argument, and we have that feeling. That's one of the reason that if you become mindful, you don't talk, you don't react fast, because you know. The negative feeling that arises within you is not good, right? The anger that burn inside you. Okay, the grudge that you hold against somebody is burn inside you, and as you they say, if it keeps coming up, which is a mental activity. Now that you're aware of it, it's just a mental activity that keeps coming up from memory. But if you're not aware of it, you become that mental activity. You said, "Oh, he said that. She said that." Okay, you're holding on to it so dearly inside. Without understanding that that is just a mental activity that you are holding on to. That is the sense of self that you have there, that you hold on to. That he shouldn't have said that, or he, sh- she shouldn't have said that, or shouldn't have done that, and that kind of mental activity. That kind of thinking 
is destroying you inside without you knowing it that it's just a negative mental activity that is happening. But if you become mindful, if you become alert, you notice right away, you say, hey, this is a negative mental activity that is happening right now in my mind. See, that person is not here. She's, sometimes the person is there and the person has gone. But there you are, you sitting there, moaning and, and whining within yourself, thinking within yourself about what had happened or what, have, or what you have heard. Because there is a sense of self inside you somewhere that don't like it. You see the mental activity of like or not like. When you and the like or not like create that emotion that makes you feel miserable. That make you feel upset and angry and holding grudge against other person. You punish yourself without knowing that it's is just a mental activities and that is not you it is just a mental activities that happen it's just like a dark cloud passing by in the great blue sky behind at the background that's what it's all that's what it's there all there is to it. But most people do not realize that and they become that feeling. They become that upset feeling, the angry feeling. And when that consume you, when that feeling consume you, you identify yourself with that feeling and you become angry or mad or depressed because of that negative activity, mental activity. If you can just see that that negative mental activity is just one of the activity of the mind, it's one of those phenomena that the mind generates. It comes and it goes. If you can become alert of the mind activity itself, you see, oh, that's one of the negative, unwholesome mind activity, which is described in the 89 minds. And one of the ingredients you can look into the ingredient and you will see, oh, that mind comes from what ingredients? It's just one of those things that the mind does. Okay? And that is the mind of every human being. The mind that possesses all of those ingredients. If you become aware and you become alert of that, you can 
then withdraw yourself from these activities, and can you you can just observe and let it go. Because at the end of the day, you know that when there is negative mental activities within you, you don't feel good. Why would you want to bring something not good to yourself? You see, you know that the mental, the negative, unwholesome mental activity, the anger, the grudge that you hold on to, all of those create stress, pressure, depression within you. Why would you want to do that to yourself? Right? Because you have this sense of self within you. This sense of self, I. You see? When you have that sense of self, I. He did it to me. I don't deserve it. And that sense of self, I. Is keep you in a lock. That sense of self, I, keep you in a prison. You are locking yourself into that I. You cannot let go. And that's why you have problem. So, of course, now this leads to what is this I that you are holding on to, right? We all have this sense of self-I. So, think about that. Most people identify the self-I with the body and with the mind. I think, therefore I am, remember? That's what Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. So people identify themselves with the look, which is always changing. Identify themselves with the mind, which is also changing. Where is I? And yet people are holding on to that unclingable I as a self-I. You see the problem? When you try to hold on to something that you cannot hold on to, you have a problem. If you can see that point, what's the self-I is that you are locking yourself to into? then you can start to understand what is this mind is doing. The mind is full of itself. You see? Your mind, our mind, is full of itself. It's full of its own ego. It's full of its own biased opinion. 
and that's why the mind is in such a chaotic state all the time. The mind is chasing all kinds of desire without knowing itself. That's the mind that causes problems. And as you can see that, first within yourself, what your mind is doing, after you understand your own mind, really, after you can understand your own mind, you can then see that this is the mind of every human being. The mind that lives in the dark. The minds that live in ignorance. That's how you can say, Oh, that's why the world has problems. It's because of this ignorant mind that we possess. We do not know what it is. We are not aware of the operating software of this physical body. We are not aware of it. Becoming aware of it is what you, we call a self-realization. Okay? Becoming aware of this mind is what we come, that's what we call awake. You are awake of your own mental activities, of your own mind. Once you awake, you can learn to un- entangle this mind web because right now your mind is all tangled up so it needs time to, to un what you call unentangle and to unwind this mind okay to release it and it takes time to untie a knot. It's a big knot. That's why you need practice on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, at every moment of your waking time. Mind is a powerful thing to have. If you know the mind, it can be beautiful. But most of the people not do not realize their own mind and they live in a life chasing something that is out there when the treasure is inside. That's what I like to share with you all today. Hopefully you got something out of it and yes I always welcome a message if you like to leave one. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Enjoy your life. 
Namaste.